We are going to do a, a part of our service we do every week during our worship. We call this part give and take. Does anybody love give and take? Yeah. We love it. We believe that when we step into a relationship with God, that he invites us into this give and take relationship where he's so good that there's always something to give to because no matter what we see God doing, God's always about to do more. He's never done. And, and whether you think God's doing a lot in your life or a little bit in your life, he's, always, he's about to do something. He's about to do something more. And every time we give, we worship, we pray, we believe, it's just an act of faith. There's, none of this is obligation. It's all opportunity to say, okay, God, I don't know what you're about to do, but I believe you're about to do it, and it's about to be good, and I want to be in on it. And that's why we give as part of our worship every week. And we're going to have our host team come and pass baskets. If you want to participate financially this morning, you're welcome to. If you're new with us, we'd love to get that I kind of like it here card from you so we can invite you into some other things we have going on as a family and as a church. Again, there's no obligation. This is just our opportunity to say, Jesus, we, we want to be in on the next thing you're doing and through this church. You can have my heart. And then uh, we, we do the second part of give and take. It's called take because we believe that uh, no matter what God's about to do, he's always doing something. There's always something to celebrate in the kingdom of God. And when we come together in a room like this, you know, I know that there's different people that are in different places. Some of you are really encouraged. Some of you are really low. Some of you are in between. Some of you, it depends on what situation about your life that somebody would ask about whether you're encouraged or not, right? Sometimes we're a little bit of both. But there's always something to celebrate. And in a room like this, we always have something to celebrate. That's why church is so powerful. There's always something to be encouraged by that God's doing in somebody else's life. So instead of having one person come up and share a testimony uh, during this part of our give and take, we're going to spend the whole rest of our service hearing testimonies about what God's been doing. So I'm going to pray for us as we uh, take, uh, take up our offerings this morning. And then uh, we're going to continue. And uh, you are about to be encouraged. If you don't like God moving in people's lives, you're going to have a really bad time the next 45, 50 minutes. So sorry. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you that you are powerful. We thank you that you're more powerful than we know. We thank you that you're present. In, in, our, in this room, in every single life, in, this, in, in our church, and all of us together, Lord, you are here and you are good. Yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to give these moments where we remember that you are still moving. You are always about to do something. And we pray that for every person in here, for us as a church together, that you take what we give in our faith, in our time, our energy, our finances. Lord, would you take it and do more with it than we could do with it on our own? We believe in you, Jesus. Just thank you for every life in this room, God, every situation represented. Now, I know that I think that every person is here, not by accident, but on purpose, on your purpose. That you have something to speak and reveal to each and every one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Forgot my Bible. So you guys ready to be encouraged this morning? Awesome. Can we give a shout out to the worship team real quick and say thank you? <laughs> uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. I'm going to share it for just a second here. <laughs> my four-year-old just said, where's my Bible? So if you don't grab one, you have no yeah. excuse. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. Okay. 
I always annoy myself when I'm preaching and forget to set a bookmark for myself. It's like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I love it. Acts chapter 1, if you're there, say I'm there. Awesome. So every, every year as a church, if you've been around, you've heard us talk about this, but every year at the, the end of one year, going into a new year, we're always asking God as a leadership team and as a church, Lord, would you give us some guiding word or phrase or direction for this next year? Obviously, we have the Bible, and so we're going to be reading that, but what is one specific thing you'd be telling us this year so that we can be focused on, on it and, and going after it? And as we stepped into 2018, what was our word for 2018, Antioch? Jesus people. Jesus people. Thank you, Chad Hawkins. What was our word for 2018, Antioch? <laughs> Jesus people. We, we, we sought God at the end of 2017 into 2018. We felt like God was speaking that phrase so clearly to us, Jesus people. And what that meant, it was just an invitation uh, in, into the, the simplicity of obsession with Jesus. And it sounds so basic because it is. And it's like, of course, we're going to talk about that in church. But it, let's be honest, it's easy to get distracted in life. It's easy to make things uh, more complicated than they need to be. And we just really believe that God was inviting us in 2018 to kind of just say, okay, Lord, what would it look like if we just really tried to focus this year on the simplicity of Jesus? And this idea of Jesus, people, isn't new to us. Um, there was a, a whole revival in our country in the 60s and 70s, a movement of people coming to faith. And, and when people looked at them, they didn't know what to call them, so they just called them Jesus people because they just talked about Jesus. And they tried to do Jesus stuff. And, and really, if you look at the word Christian, where it comes from in the Bible, that, that really was what Christian means. It's just like, there's just a bunch of little Jesuses running around. Like, they talk about Jesus, they act like Jesus, and when they do Jesus stuff, Jesus stuff happens. There's like... Jesus people. And we just want to be a church that are known more than anything else, that when people in our city, they interact with us as individuals or as a church, if they hear of us, if we have a, a conversation with them, that if there would be one thing that people would take away from us, it would be the thought, man, those are just Jesus people. More than our political stances, more than our opinions about any social matter, that we would be known as Jesus people. Amen? And it's been a fun year digging in to that. It's been a fun, fun year. And really, this idea of Jesus people, not surprisingly, it was always Jesus' idea, is that we would be known as Jesus people. And I had to turn to Acts chapter 1, because this kind of uh, documents the last conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. He has lived his life, he's, he's performed his ministry and miracles and Jesus has happened, right? And, and he's died and he's risen again already. And this is the last conversation before he ascends to heaven. So God has come in the flesh and now he's about to go to heaven and send us the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God himself to not just be around us, not just be something we hear of or know of, but to actually fill us, that we might be actually possessed with God himself. Absolutely incredible. And Jesus is giving a he's having a conversation with his guys because they are... They are uh, not in the loop exactly with what's about to happen. Like, we have the whole book of Acts, right? They were about to live that thing. So they didn't know what was about to go down. But this is a basically Jesus' conversation that births the church, the reason why we're here today. This is the last thing that he's telling his guys, like, hey, this is what your life is about. This is what it's going to look like to not just be followers of God, but to be, be Jesus people, be the people of God. And he says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 
He says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He gives them this promise that God himself, the spirit of God is going to come on you. And when that happens, you're going to get power. And this power is to be used for something very specific. He says, you're going to have power that you would be my witnesses. You'd be my witnesses. And there's two things that make somebody or something a witness. Number one, to be a witness, you have to see something, right? You're no good as a witness if you didn't see it, if you weren't there, if you didn't hear about it, if you weren't a witness to it, then obviously you are no witness. Number one, you have to see something to be a witness. And number two, to be a witness, you've got to talk about what you saw. And Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, he's coming on you. He's going to give you power to see me. You're going to see me in your lives. You're going to see me all around the world. You're going to see me. He's going to give you power to see Jesus. And he's going to give you power to talk about what you see. He wants to give you power that you can talk about these things that you've seen. As you go about as Jesus people, you will see me and I'm going to give you power to talk about me. And so as we finish 2018 as Jesus people, we're going to do that. It has been a year of seeing Jesus. We have seen him move. We have heard him speak. We have watched him do what only he can do. And now I think it's about time we talk about it. Somebody say, talk about it. So we're going to witness to Jesus this morning. We're going to hear a bunch of different stories. I have no idea how long this is going to take because there's so many different people talking. And, you know, like it could take a while. But we'll try to do a good job here. But uh, I just want you to know on the front end, you're allowed to be radically encouraged. You're allowed to smile. You're allowed to cheer on people you love when they come up here. You're allowed to celebrate people's victory. Because here's the thing. In the book of Revelation, it says that the spirit of Jesus or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so these aren't just stories of the past. When we testify to Jesus, it's actually a, it's actually a, a, a prophecy. It's, it's a declaration of if God did this once for one, he can do this again for anybody. And so I want you to receive the word of the Lord this morning. Amen? So if somebody's up here celebrating breakthrough you don't have yet, that is reason for you to celebrate too. Say, come on, Jesus. Let's do it again. Amen? Awesome. So we're going to go for it and have a great time. It's going to be super fun. So I need you to welcome our first favorite group of people because everybody's the favorite, right? Yeah. Our first favorite people, Blake and Jessica, come on up this morning. Good. Go for it, bro. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to let Jessica start us off here.
guy's group. Um, he wasn't used to that kind of thing. He's never been a small group before. And I was like, okay, let's hope this works. And he went by himself. The first, one of the first weekends at church, we were in the other side, and it was about the new line. I think Steve was giving the message. And then you did an altar call about being in and being sold out, and we were in the back. Shocker. And he's nudging me, and I'm like, I'm not going. And he's nudging me, and I'm like, I'm not going. And he nudged me again, and I go, fine, we'll go. Like, this is going to be awkward, fine. And so we went up front, and um, it was the best experience ever. I mean, tears were flowing, of course. People were praying over us. Um, it was amazing. And I look back at that, and God did that. Like, he moved him to yeah. me. Come on, man. And, like, wow. and then again, not only that, I was so uncomfortable doing that, right? I was out of my comfort zone and learned so much from men. He's doing it again today. On the street. So to add on to what she was saying, um, definitely if I wouldn't have met Jessica, I don't think I would definitely be this close to God at all, by any means. Um, I call myself a re-believer. Um, I believed when I was younger, I was baptized when I was about eight years old, but then definitely whenever I met Jessica, she started to pour into me and we started to go to church on a regular basis, but we had that feeling that we needed more, and the church that we were at wasn't giving us that. So thankfully, she reached out to Callie. Callie brought us here into the life groups to start out with. And with Mark and Josh Brown, they were the leaders of our life group. They were so welcoming. Um, even in that, we weren't going to their church yet. It was just phenomenal. I mean, all the guys that are in that group, they have developed me and helped me get closer to God every day, keeping me accountable. Um, we are now buying devotional books, I would say almost monthly, <laughs> with challenges to each other to get better and get closer to God. Um, she actually gave me the best anniversary gift, which was my very first Bible. Um, so now I'm diving in, reading every day, and it has just been an amazing journey at this church that we call home now. Uh, I want to thank Mark and Chad for being in my D group. Um, they fill me up every day that we meet up, once a month, and then with the life groups, we meet up once a week, and it is just phenomenal. Each and every day Amen. Amen. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Give them a round of applause. Celebrate what God's doing. All right, Miss Natasha, come on up here. Anybody who has a child in Antioch Kids, I need you to go crazy right now for Miss Natasha. Hi, friends. <laughs> Fan club in the front row. <laughs> Well, when Andrew emailed me, I too was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But just looking back over this past year, there was no way that I could not take the opportunity to give God some glory for what he's done. <laughs> um, as a child, I suffered extreme abuse and neglect. And it was something that I was held prisoner to. I always believed that God was good, and I always believed that he loved me. But I just believed he must love other people more because why would he let me experience these things? And do 
goes right over here. And I came up for prayer, and she prayed with me. And the Lord just released a revelation to me about my abuse. He told me to stop looking at what has happened. It was designed to destroy you, but I didn't let it. You're still here. You survived it. Don't look at what was done to you. Look at me because I brought you through it. You were never alone in it. I was there with you the entire time. I was speaking to the people who were hurting you, but they just didn't listen. That's not my fault. The damage was done by sin. It wasn't done by God. So 20 years ago, I started working in children's ministry. I had no idea that God was planning my path of deliverance through ministering to children. See, sometimes you have to go back to the place where the enemy broke you and minister in She's that preaching. Place. Somebody, come on. And God will bring about your deliverance. So when Beth comes and asks you to go back and work with the children. She is preaching. God is setting you up so that you can get your deliverance. Come on. It's such a blessing to me when I'm in the store and I hear a little voice say, hi, Miss Natasha, and I turn around and it's my little friends over here. It's just such a blessing. And it's like God telling me, I love you. You are valuable. I had a purpose for all of it. I let you come through it. You're stronger because of it. It did not break you. And the awesome thing about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is not only did he die for our sins, he died for the effects of what sin does in our lives. I realized for years I was sitting in a prison and a door was open. I could have walked out at any time, but I let the enemy hold me to the past, but I'm free of that today. Somebody stand and give God praise. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's hear from another preacher, Mr. Ben Frazee. Would you welcome him up to the stage this morning? <laughs> Yeah. 
Amen, amen, amen. So good. All right, I'm going to have Mark pray for us. We're going to pray a few times throughout our service off of these things. I'm just going to have Mark pray for us that this next year will be a year of salvation, a year of restoration, a year of freedom for everybody in this room and for everybody who's not in this room, that people will be coming in, be saved, baptized, and free from not just their sin, like Natasha said, but the effects of sin. So let's pray. That, that's what that felt like, too. <laughs> your son comes up out of the water. Wow. Um, Lord, just such an honor to be in this room right now as victories are being celebrated. As my son, this man of God, says, this is the day my life was changed. This is the day victory happened for me. Lord, we just step into that as, as a body. We step into that as a city. Lord, we, we know that uh, you are mighty. You are powerful. And Lord, uh, just as we saying earlier, you're victorious. I just, I just feel like this is, a, this is a stage where we get to stand up and, and say what victories we've had this year. And Lord, we claim those, those victories that are coming next year. And Lord, we thank you that you do just prepare that table for us in the, in the presence of our enemy. Lord, that you can't sit down in front of, in front of the enemy unless you want. Um, and we know, that, we know that we win in you, Lord Jesus. We know that, we know that you are a dangerously good God. Yeah. We love you so much. We claim that that this year, maybe maybe this time next year, as we're talking about baptisms and we're talking about salvation, so let the line be out the room, that people are wanting to get up here and share what you've done in 2019. We stand on the goodness of what you're going to accomplish in this body and in this city in this coming year. Yes. We love you so much, Jesus Christ. As we, Christ, we stand on your goodness. We stand on your power. In Jesus Christ, name we pray. Amen. 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 Give Ben a round of applause. All right, Austin Bontrager, come on up. Where you at? Oh, and Anna, yes, come up. Oh, the whole, are you bringing the whole fan? Oh, come on, Bontrager fan. Let's do this. They're here for support. So I think a lot of you have seen our video or heard us share just about our, our struggles in trying to get pregnant with number two and uh, our years of going through infertility and losing babies and just the struggles that we've had. Over that time, we, uh, we've learned a lot about God and about his character. I just wanted to share a little of that this morning. Uh, when we were in the waiting season, when we were in the time of, of losing babies and not sure what was going to happen and trying to live in his promise, we really learned of his character of faithfulness and consistency. And, and we came to this place of understanding that He's a redeemer, even if we don't see the redemption here on earth. And he's a, he's a God that's going to redeem those miscarriages, even if we don't have another child. And then we move into this phase where, where we got pregnant, and the pregnancy went went really well, and we end up with Brennan, and, and we realized that even though we came, yeah, but we realized that not only is he who he says he is, he's willing to show us that here on earth. He's willing to give us the thing that we asked for. And he's willing to redeem those miscarriages. He's willing to redeem the things that the devil tried to take from us. Yeah. And, and it was awesome. And then we get go a step further. And Brennan was born on Thanksgiving Day, which is a great reflection. Uh, but for us, our first miscarriage that was pretty late term, that baby was due the weekend of Thanksgiving. And our second miscarriage actually happened on the, on the weekend of Thanksgiving. And so Brennan being born that was a redemption. <laughs> know need redeemed. We didn't even know that, that weekend that those days were hurting us. And, 
and the Lord brought redemption in that. And so we just want to give him praise for, for Brendan. We know that uh, if we live in his promises, he is faithful and the redemption will come. Amen. Okay, so if you had a baby in 2018, I want you to stand up. If you had a baby in 2018, there was, there was several. Yes, that's awesome. So good. So thankful. Yes, don't, don't forget little baby best in the corner. <laughs> I love it. Okay, hey, we're going to, you can go ahead and sit down. Uh, we have been so thankful for the way God has brought life through this church. And uh, I'm going to have Austin pray. Over. Uh, uh, Lord, as I think about 2018, I just thank you for the character that you've shown us. I just thank you that you're a God that does the impossible. You're a God that brings babies where they were told they couldn't be. You're a God that redeems miscarriages. You're a God that heals infertility and brings us into those things. And I just pray for the babies that were born in 2018, that they would be a mighty people, that they would be a people that follow after you and are constantly in your faithfulness because of what you've done for them. And Lord, I pray for 2019 as we look ahead. Uh, Lord, I just pray for the mothers that want to get pregnant, for the people that are pregnant now. Lord, I pray that you heal wounds that need healing. I pray that you redeem miscarriages that need redeeming. I pray that you, you get rid of the infertility. I pray that this is a place that when people walk in, it's a place of life, not of death. It's a place of healing, not of infertility, not of miscarriages, Lord. I just pray that your presence would be so prevalent here that those things can't stand. And I pray that we would be a people that love these children, that love these babies so much, that we're a place that when you come in, it's not a thing of we want babies for numbers, Lord. It's a thing that we want disciples. We want people to follow you, Lord, that this would be a place that your kingdom is built and strengthened because of the babies that come in here. We just pray that all in your name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's celebrate life. So awesome. Uh, Want to celebrate some more healing that happened this year? Anybody in, in favor of healing? Awesome. Chad Freegy, come on up. The Chad saunter. Because it's a year of victory. That's right. Come on. I didn't know we were able to have like props up here. So I'm going to invite my son, Kate, up. Is that oh, right? Kate, come on up, Kate.
you would show up into that dark basement, we would pray, we would worship. And I just want to say that that's the church. That is the church right there. You guys showed up in that place of darkness for us turned into a place of worship and prayer and it became church to us for those treatments. So just want to say thank you. That's really why I'm up here is to say thank you. And uh, yeah, Kate, do you have anything you want to say? No. <laughs> um, yeah, and I want to say one more thing. Is that all right? Because this is like the highlight of my life being up here. And just to say that God is good. So, um, yeah. Amen. Is God good? Come on up, Lindsay Frazee. Lindsay's got a story to share, too. Chad, pray for us that we would see a lot of healing in 2019. We want to see everything that comes through those doors healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you love to do this, God. Thank you that you are in the business of healing bodies, healing hearts, Lord. Thank you that you did it in 2018 and we're believing for it in 2019, Lord. I speak over everyone here that maybe is dealing with something right now. God, would today be the day of salvation and healing in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, Jackson Elliott, come on up here. We've seen God do so much, and uh, Jackson wants to share some uh, breakthrough with jobs. Anybody thankful for jobs? We've seen so much happen in jobs, and he's going to share a great story. Um, who knows Chad Hawkins? Who loves Chad Hawkins? All right, so um, really what our little story is about is how I believe that every single person has an impact for the kingdom, whether you know it or not, or you believe it or not. Um, so Brittany and I, uh, we first started in Antioch last summer. And at the time, 
we were not in a good place. Um, I'm a medical device rep, and I had been covering facial and head trauma for over two years. And so I was on a call all the time. So like I was working nights, working weekends, all day. And I was never home, and it was just bleeding into everything, like our marriage and our home life and our faith. Like we weren't even going to church because I was just so beat up all the time. I just couldn't even, I couldn't even like walk in the door. And so uh, on top of that, 2018 was just, it was a, an interesting year. We had our first baby in January, which was awesome, uh, but also sometimes not awesome. And uh, in the spring, like we had to with our dog down, and then in the summer, her dad, who is only 57 and healthy, had a severe heart attack, and so we just had these things compounding on top of an already super unhealthy situation. Uh, and then, uh, Chad and I randomly reconnected, and so we, I don't even, I can't remember how, to be honest, but we got coffee, so we're talking, and at the end of it, in that like deep, milky voice, he's like, Jax, like, you gotta come to Antioch. And I was like, I mean, okay. He's like, I don't even care if you hate it. He's like, you might. <laughs> but just come one time. He's like, come one time. And I was like, fine. But since I'm stubborn, we did not go the next Sunday because I wasn't going to let you win. But we came the following Sunday. And the following Sunday happened to be the Sunday that the crew from Waco, Texas was here. Okay? So here's where it gets crazy. Okay. So we, we show up. No one knows us. So first of all, the Hawkins welcome us. The Zanakos welcome us. So we're in there. No one knows anything about us. And there was this time for prayer in the middle of it. I don't, I, and you're just like, hey, if anyone feels led, pray for someone. And this random dude from Texas, who we've never met before, walks over to us, and he like puts his hand on my wife, and he's like, I don't know why, but I feel like God's telling me you can pray over right now, so I would like to do that. So in the middle of all this, and like her dad just had a heart attack, and we're dealing with my job, and like our life's a nightmare, because I'm just horrible, horrible, you know, horrible to be around. She's like, amen. And, uh, but uh, uh, so he starts praying for her, and so she's like breaking down. I'm trying not to break down. I'm about to like grab this dude's hand and slide it over to me. He's like, give me the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so that's happening. And she had never been prayed over in her entire life, by the way. So then fast forward to the end of the service. And then we talked to, who loves the ladies? Emily and Chris. Okay. So then we, uh, we say hi to Emily and Chris in the back. And then they invite us to life group. We had never been invited to a small group. Okay. Then the very next day, we're at Life Group, and then who loves the best? Yeah? Yeah. All right, and then they pray over me. I had never been prayed over before, okay? So this was just like this, assault of like, what is happening? And it propelled us from where we were, just this horrible, toxic center. It had been going on for the better part of two years into like where we needed to go. And it just, it gave me the motivation to finally be like, I'm gonna seriously interview for something else because this doesn't work. And two months of interviewing, and I got a job. I'm not on call anymore. I work weekends, I work nights. So uh, our lives are way better. Our marriage is the best it's ever been. Like, we're going to church again. Uh, so there's just so much going on. And, you know, just like you know, what Andrew said, you know, just like when you listen to the voice of Jesus, and you know, like, if y'all hadn't played your part in the kingdom, like, who, who knows? You know, who knows what would, what would be happening or where it would be. So we're thankful for everyone here. Praise the Lord. Come on, so good. So good. Amen.
We're gonna pray real quick. Who, who needs job breakthrough in 2019? Anybody? Anybody like, I need a new job. I need a job. I need, don't be afraid. Yep. Thank you, Natasha. Raise your hand proud. Anybody else? All right. Lord, we pray over 2019 that there'd be jobs and more jobs. They'd be, uh, they'd be what we need and the way we need it, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, would you provide for us? And I pray that you would make a way for others in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, I forgot what's next. I got to look at my notes. Is anybody having fun? Yeah. Well, that's good. I am. Church planning. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. So, you guys have heard of some of this already, but I want to bring everybody in the loop on a couple of things. So, as a church, you know, we, we started as a part of a movement of churches that, that wants to plant churches in our country and all around the world. And so, part of who we are as a people is to not just be a local church. We want to be a local church. We love the local church. But we want to start other local churches all around the world where people can have stories just like this. Amen? And so, uh, it, it has been something that's been kind of on my radar as we've been getting started over the last two and a half years. And I'm like, when do you start thinking? about that because like we're trying to get going and there's a lot going on and all kinds of things and all this sort of stuff. So as I was just kind of wrestling this year, I'm like, Lord, we want to be a part of that, but I have no idea like what our next steps are. God has just opened up doors for us in 2019 to be a part of what he is doing, expanding the kingdom, not just in our country, but also around the world. So you have heard, if you've been around the last month or so, about uh, Brad and Kathy Huff, a connection they made with a pastor in Albania, which if you know where that is on the map, raise your hand to be honest. Less than 10%, I'm guessing. Yeah, totally. So yeah, Albania. So uh, anyways, he, he was in College Station for a while. We knew each other apparently, and they reconnected in Belfast, Ireland. So it's a God thing. So anyways, we, I've been connecting with him, and Brad and Kathy just went over there a couple of weeks ago and connected with him in their church. And so he and I have been emailing back and forth, and starting next year, we're going to start doing some uh, kind of exploratory trips over there to connect with him and his church and figure out how can we help you make disciples in Albania? How can we encourage you guys and the things that God's called you to, and we get to be a part of what God's doing in the nations? So you'll be hearing more about that. Super exciting. Not only that, but God has also opened the door for us to be a part of what God's doing in this country, in the beautiful city of Detroit, Michigan. So Bree and Caleb Hart, come on up here real quick. If you know them, give them a shout. They're amazing. So long story short, uh, Bree and Caleb are helping to start a church called Comeback City Church in Detroit, Michigan. So uh, you've probably seen them around the last two months or so. Awesome. Their, their uh, lead pastors were here last week. You might know them too. Here's a little picture of their family, Jake and Cassie Bear. They're incredible. So uh, long story short, lots of relational connections over the last few years. We just kind of, they started coming to our church about two months ago before they're going to send out to Detroit. And... Uh, I reconnected with Jake and just some different things that happened where uh, they just realized they, they could really use some friends alongside them as they're trying to do their thing. And I was like, hey, we love Jesus and we love friendship and we love church. So uh, as of a couple weeks ago, I just had a conversation with Jake and I was like, dude, I don't know what this means. It doesn't mean anything official or whatever, but we are in to help plant Comeback City Church. So we're planting a city, a church in Detroit, not like by name, not by whatever, just because we're all friends. Amen. So Bree and Caleb are going to be here for the next like uh, four or five months or so ish. And so they, you're going to be seeing a lot of them. They're going to be helping on the worship team. And we're just really excited as a church to come alongside them and say, hey, you're here for the next four or five months. Let's give you everything we can so that you're ready to go 
And uh, so when you see them, just be, give them hugs, encourage them, invite them over for dinner, whatever. They're amazing. Them and their kids are awesome. And I wanted Caleb to share real quick what, what, it, what, what was that thing that God shared with you as you were coming here that kind of changed your perspective? Yeah. Um, when we left the church we were going to, it was just a Holy Spirit thing. I looked at my wife after our last service there, and I was just like, I think that was the last time we're going there. And she was like, me too. And so we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And uh, I was like, well, we have a lot of connections at Antioch. We have a lot of friends there. And so that will, like, make it easier because then if we're there for six months, right at the time we would make connections, then we'd be leaving, and we don't want to do that. So we'll just go there. And uh, it was just like, we'll just go there and rest until we get up to Detroit. It's a place where we can just, just go, be comfortable, not worry about anything. And we got here, and that is not what the Lord had at all. It was just like, hey, you can rest here, but this isn't, this isn't like a hotel where you're just going to rest. It's not a vacation. or a, This is a supply station. This is where we're going to get you built up and train you and, and uh, get you all the equipment that you need so that you can go. And Andrew has just been so, so graceful. Um, you have an amazing pastor out there. So. Amen. Give them a round of applause. Thank you guys so much. We love you so much. So we'll be praying for them. You'll be seeing them around. Give them a hug and a high five. We're also planting churches here in our own city. Anybody a part of Life Group and love it? Awesome. That is church. That's not just part of church. Church happens in Life Group. Love what Jackson was sharing. Just so many of us, all of us, we just have stories of what God's done in Life Group. So Sam, I'm going to have you come up here real quick. And Sam is going to share what's going on with their life group, something really exciting. And uh, he's going to do it quick because we've been going real long. Great. Yeah. So our life group is multiplying, which if you don't know what that means, just means that God's on the move. He's been moving and he's about to do more. Uh, so we're making more room in our life group. Uh, and we're doing that by multiplying into two groups. Uh, and so my wife and I, Sarah, will be leading with the woods. If you know them, they're amazing. We're so excited. Uh, it's also a bittersweet moment because the other team that's sending out are also awesome people. So the Bond Traegers you saw and the Orndorfs uh, are leading this other group. And it's amazing. God's been doing amazing stuff and we love it. And I'll just end it there. Yeah. So good. So good. So hey, if you're in that life group that's multiplying, I want you to hustle up to the front of the room real quick. We're going to pray for you. Because this, this is church planning, folks. We're starting another church, making more room for people, more room for more stories. Look at all these beautiful people. I love it. Okay, uh, so why don't you just put a hand towards them, and, and if you're in life group, I want you to believe for your life group this year too. Lord, we thank you for this life group. We thank you for this church. We thank you for these two churches that are coming out of this one. Lord, we pray that there would be space for people. Lord, we're asking for more stories to come out of life groups. We ask for all of our life groups, God, that more people would be able to come. They'd encounter you, that we would go deeper in friendship, and that we would see your kingdom come in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in, in more places in this city with more more open doors. Lord, we thank you for all that's about to come and all that you've been doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. As they're sitting down, I want to share one more testimony about this life group. So they did uh, together as a life group, uh, the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace Course. Anybody done a Dave Ramsey thing? Are we thankful for that guy? Yeah, so they did it together as a life group and uh, a handful of the families decided, okay, we're really going to go after our debt this year. And so there was two families that made their final payments on their debt, which is amazing. Two more families are debt-free. So, yes, amen. So combined, they, their 
just, just in their life group, that these two families are celebrating, I think it was like $55,000 of student loans that they've paid off. So exciting. And then there was another family uh, that, that they were just like, we're going to go hard after this. And they took out this year $31,000 of student loan debt. So that is incredible. And uh, I want to believe for 2019 to be a year of debt free. Amen? Come on. God, God, God's into it. God's into freedom. So Lord, I pray, Lord, over our debts this year. Lord, that you would give us diligence to go after them. I pray that you would multiply our, our attempts at paying them off. Lord, we pray for freedom, financial freedom, that we might be able to go and do the things that you're calling us to do with new freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, we got one more thing we're going to do this morning. Anybody got time for one more thing? This is going to be a fun one. So um, how many of you were here a few weeks ago or know of the seat of the table offering we did a few weeks ago? So fun. So uh, every year, at the end of our year, we do a year-end offering together to say, hey, we all have a seat at the table at this family, and we want to be a part of what God's doing in 2019. One of the things, uh, so, so we set a goal of $100,000, and this little church gave $100,000 during that offering. And one of the things that we said that we wanted to do uh, was start a fund called an Acts 2 fund for our church. So in Acts chapter 2, something that it says that the early church did, it said that, uh, that people who had plenty, they gave for those who had need. And there was this element of taking care of the family by sharing resources and taking care of each other. And we want to be family. And, and we want to put our money where our mouth is on that, right? And just say, God, we know we can't take care of every need at any given time, but I don't want the inability to do everything to keep me from doing something. Amen? So that's one thing that we said we wanted to do. We said we wanted to, we wanted to take out of this, this money that we're raising. We want to really catalyze this, uh, this fund to be able to bless some people in our church. So I'm gonna, we're going to do that right now. And we're going to do that with some people, and it's going to make them feel really uncomfortable, but we're doing it anyways because we love them. So I need the McGuckin family and the Langibarda family to come up here. They have no idea what's happening. Come on up, come on up. Come on up. I know front and center is your favorite. I know, I know, I know. Go ahead. Does anybody love these folks? Gosh, scoot to the middle. Scoot to the middle. Come on. They're just beautiful people, aren't they? So uh, I called them early and I was like, hey, can we do something that's going to make you really uncomfortable during church this week just because we love you? And uh, so we just wanted you guys to know that there's a lot of people that love y'all a lot. And there's been all these people who have been talking about you behind your back and uh, talking to me for a long time about you guys. And uh, there's a lot of people that love you and know that you've been attacking some financial goals really hard, crazy diligent. And there's a handful of people that want you to know that you're not alone in that. And so on behalf of the church leadership and everybody sitting in this room and part of this church that loves you so much, we want to give each of your families $10,000. We love you guys so much, and we believe 2019 is going to be a good year, amen? I want to pray for you guys. We love y'all so much. We don't have to say that. We don't have to say that. Y'all can go ahead and take a seat. I know you 
Let's pray for them as they go ahead and take a seat. And we're going to worship. We're going to worship together to celebrate this year. Because it's been a good year. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. Stand up. We're going to sing a song called Praises. And this has been just a cornerstone song for us since we started. It's the first song we ever sang in my house when we started this church. It's the first song we sang in Old National. It's the first song we sang in that building. And it's the first song we ever sang in this building. And I just think it's the right thing because it's the heart cry of our life. God, would your praises fill this temple? Would your praises fill our lives? And would you open up the doors, Lord? We're ready. We want more. Let the praises of God fill this city. Can we worship together and celebrate 2018 and be full of faith for 2019? Jesus, we love you so much. We love you so much, and we thank you for the opportunity to be your people. We thank you that when you speak, you're faithful to your word, that the 2018 has been a good year. And that we thank you that you are speaking already over 2019. You're speaking over every life. You're speaking over our city. You're speaking over this nation and the nations of the earth. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to say yes over this next year. Lord, we lean in to the next thing that you're calling us to. But more than anything, God, we just ask that we would be a people who praise, a people who lift up the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your praises would fill the earth. Lord, that in homes who don't lift up your name now, that they would lift up their song for the first time in 2019. We ask for the hurting, the broken, the addicted, and the shameful, God, that they would lift up a new song in 2019. Lord, we ask that new nations would have a chance to hear the gospel in 2019. Lord, we ask that in this room, it would be a room of rebirth. It would be a room of restoration. It would be a room of redemption as we lift up the name of Jesus. Lord, come and have your way. Come and have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody who believed it all said amen. Let's worship together.